Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Becoming Better podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Krismer, and we're so glad you're here. On today's episode, Jason, Josh, and I sit down and we discuss the Someone's Missing series in its entirety, some of the highs and lows, the things that we personally got out of it, and our hopes and dreams for our church. And we also discuss a little bit about what we would add if we were to choose to add a week or two to the series, some of the things that we thought could use some time or attention. And lastly, we discuss what's next, our next sermon series as we lead into the holiday season with Christmas being just right around the corner. As always, if you have any questions or comments from Sunday's message, we do hope that you join us at quadcity.church slash podcast where you can submit your questions to be answered right here on the podcast. Well, thanks again for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. What are we talking about this morning? I don't know. I'm nothing. We were talking about Christmas parades. We were. And the annual lighting at the courthouse. Hey, it's that time. It is. It is that time. Yep. Prescott is what of America? No, of Arizona's Arizona? Christmas City. Arizona's Christmas City. The governor made a proclamation, so yeah. it is. Oh. It's official. I can't remember when, but it's been a. It's been a while. You know? Oh, really? So before yeah. that, it was just self-proclaimed. Yes. Yeah. Oh. But the governor wow. governor did it. Wonder how much we paid to get that to happen. Is that Ducey? Is that like <laughs> no, 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 no? I think fire? it's been like thirty yeah. or forty years. Oh, okay. It's so been we a while. like slid some oh. money. No, I th- I just think Prescott does it better. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is a very unique thing to read. It's a big deal. The Bible on the steps and they light the lights and yeah. Some of the music before it was okay, but it wasn't like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Christmas music, right? Is it? Oh, here we go. Remember. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Christmas yeah. music is super super fun for six weeks out of the year. I always say too, like we talked about this in my house. Like I don't need any new contemporary Christmas music. Like I, there, mm. you don't need to do new hits. Just do the old stuff. Like I don't need like they were singing some new fancy Christmas song, and I was like, what is that? That's nonsense. You don't sing that. You sing the good stuff, <laughs> the OGs. Huh. The, the snot, you know. You know what you sound like, Josh? Uh, yeah, I do. You, you, those guys like walk into a church and say, "Man, I wish these were all hymns." Where are that? We should be singing more hymns. Oh, that's right. You sound like that guy. I that, did. You do. Yeah. For sure. But I also did. agree with you. I don't think good. I don't think new Christmas songs are very good ever. Yeah, they're uh, like Mariah Carey had a couple good ones. She's got some. She's got some hits. You know. You guys are leading right into our new series coming we are. up this week. We are. We well, are. let's talk about that a little bit. I was going to save that for the end, but we can talk, talk about, about that now because there's a little confusion around uh, the songs is. of Christmas. People are yes. making assumptions that we're talking about like Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> <laughs> mean Girls. Isn't that Mean Girls? Mean Girls. My wife yeah. comes. They're making a new Mean Girls. Did you they see that? It's a musical. Yeah. A, a musical? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, boys. Bring anyways, it Anyways. We'll have to watch that in our house. So my wife comes home last night and says, there's a, a <laughs> there was, she ran into somebody at the Walmart pickup 
So she's picking up her groceries. Isn't that why you do pickups? So you don't run into people? hundred percent. But they were parked right beside her, oh, okay. somebody from the you. church. Okay, I got you. So they're both waiting for their pickup to come out. And this person from our church sees Kelly. And she had noticed the the new series and yelled across to Kelly something to the effect of, I really hope Jason doesn't ruin all the Christmas songs. <laughs> That's funny. Cause, Highly likely. Because many years ago, I mm. kind of lambasted the, um, the song, I Can Only Imagine. Ugh. <laughs> and I said, because there's a line in it that says, I can only imagine what I'm going to do if I see Jesus. Am I going to run up and give him a hug? Am I going to fall down on my face? What am I going to do? And I said, you don't have to imagine. It's like every, everywhere in scripture, it's not a question. Every time somebody interacts with the glorified Jesus, they fall flat on their face as though dead. So we can we don't have to imagine. You're not going to be any different than John or Isaiah or Ezekiel or anybody else who ever comes in Peter, who have encounters with the glory of Jesus, you're going to fall on your face. So mm. we can stop imagining. And I ruined that song for this poor dear person. And she was like, I hope he doesn't ruin my Christmas songs. Like the Christmas shoes one? Ah, that one's the one, man. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> shoes? You've never heard that one? Oh, oh Brendan. It's like, it's like the premise is like this kid, his mom, mom has cancer. And she's like dying. So it's that sad. That sounds like a terrible it's Christmas sad. song. sad. It's like, will you buy, buy these shoes for my mama, please? Like, mm-hmm. it is just not a... I heard it yesterday, like coming into church <laughs> at 5.30 in the morning. I was flipping through the Christian stations. And I was like, really? A Christmas shoes song? Man, like, why are we... It's sad. Yeah. Like, there's no happy... Like, Christmas is joyful. Okay. So, joyful. Me, so let's set the premise here because we got to back up because you're right. There is a lot of confusion about what That's we're doing for Christmas. Though, right? There's a little bit of that. Yeah. But but I do want to just remind people of one of our core values is that we teach the Bible. When we're talking about Christmas songs, we're not going to be teaching jingle bells. Or oh come all you faithful. No, yeah. we're not, we're not going to take a a a song and try to apply the spiritual meaning to it or talk about the spiritual meaning to it. We we teach the Bible, and so we're going to be talking about the text. What does the Scripture teach? And apparently, even my wife, when she was telling me that story, I said, "No, we're going to teach songs from the Bible." And she was like, so Hark the Herald Angels Sing? And I was like, no, 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 no. That's, that song's not in the Bible. No. But the angels sang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, there are some, though, on our team who do not agree with uh, that's that. That's right. But that's we'll another. Get that we'll get there. Another time. Uh, but I'm like, so she was really confused. And I said, no, no, no. There are songs in the Bible, in the Christmas story. And so we're going to talk about those Christmas Songs. So, for those of you who are worried, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna not gonna mess up your Christmas favorite Christmas hymns or carols. Um, we're gonna talk about songs of Christmas that were yeah. actually in the Bible. But then there's some where this is just like a total bait and switch because they're getting ready for the Hark the Herald and they're excited. <laughs> it's just all gonna be <laughs> about these Christmas yesterday songs. From Anthony, and we're yep, like, yes. yep, and they're they're fired up, and then that's not what they're gonna get. So that's oh. gonna be the fun part. Oh. My wife was terrified. She's like, "Are we doing like?" Uh, songs of Christmas? 
I was like, yeah, that's the sermon series title. And she was like, like, why? <laughs> she was like, that feels like something we would have done at our first church. Now, and it is an older, more traditional type church and um, definitely not, it's just really different. Um, I think a lot of us have that experience. So and maybe so she we'll- was terrified. <laughs> she was like, what is Jason doing? I was like, nah, we're not. No, no, no. I was like, babe, you know, we wouldn't do the same way. I was like, you know, we wouldn't do that. We would not take a Christmas hymn and yeah. teach about it for 35 minutes. Like <laughs> no part of us would do that. So, but she was, she was really, so like, there's, what is going on? There's some, there's some deep trauma that there just is. came out in those moments. There so, is. Hey, there's still a very high probability we'll disappoint you over Christmas. That's just true. Probably. So, that's yeah. Okay. Oh, 100%. We're going to probably, yeah, which is good. We'll do our best. <laughs> yeah. I do love, though, that person assumed for sure that Jason. I was going to ruin it. Going to ruin Christmas songs because that's what they. <laughs> like, oh, he's going to just yeah. make, make miserable. I'm going to walk in and leave going, oh, he's right. Hmm. That song is terrible. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, that's not the. That's not. That wouldn't be doing. a very hard sermon series to write, though. But we wouldn't do that. We we're would. not going to do that. We could do that on this podcast. I'm sure. we, could, we could really have some good times on this podcast. Oh, I did another in in another Christmas series. I did ruin so much of the tradition of Christmas. Like, yeah, the wise men didn't show up at. The cradle of Jesus. No, it didn't even say it in the Bible. And Mary didn't ride a donkey to Bethlehem and get into labor the night of. That's just that's just not it's not true. It's just not what happened. And there's no innkeeper. Like there's no innkeeper. We you re- just read in your Bible. Yeah, no we, do, we do really like to add details that feel nice yeah. to the story, right? Where we just don't have those. Yeah, I mean, we're even talking about that. It probably wasn't even. On the twenty fifth, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, hey now, <laughs> like, we, how deep we going in this? Like, so I did ruin that for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, That's fun. Yeah. Well, hey, this past week we uh, we wrapped up the someone's missing series. Josh, you did a great job uh, putting a bow on that one, and um, just want to talk a little bit about the last. Has it been nine weeks? Yeah. Eight, eight, nine weeks. Nine. Um, and uh, chat about you know some of the highs and lows and what you guys uh, got out of it. I mean, I thought it was a great series. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. Me um, too. You know, I had somebody come to me yesterday and they made a comment like, "Yeah, I've been telling Jason for a few years now. We just need to do a couple of weeks on the Holy Spirit. We just need to do." Like, it can't be that hard. I mean, how hard could a series on the Holy Spirit be? And he was like, now I see. It is a extensive, deep dive yeah. into the person and work of the Holy Spirit. It was real congratulatory, but he was like, I get it now. You know, it was such a fun <laughs> comment. It was Bob, you know, former elder, just great. He was oh, like, yeah, man. I've been for years. Like, come on, we could do just a couple. And again, but to do it justice, I think it can't just be a couple. That's, right. I think that's what we've seen. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm, we're going to talk a little bit in a minute, but. Apparently, there was more, <laughs> and Jason's got other yeah. ideas that he, we just didn't get to because it really is. You know, for me, as I've been just reading my, my Bible study time, like personal reading, 
I have seen and noticed the spirit way more. Yes. Like sure. the word. I, I knew. Spirit, yes. Like, you know, because you said it and I was yeah. like, and I, I'm not hunting for it. Right. It in my norm- and I'm like, wow, it's, oh, it's there. It's there. Oh, it's there. So hopefully other people have had that too. Yeah. yeah. Same experience. Well, and it makes perfect sense because we would never do a three week sermon series just on Jesus and think right. that we can encapsulate all of the person of Jesus right. in, over the course of three weeks. Same with God the Father. We would never be able to squeeze that into just a few weeks. Yeah. And even like nine yeah. feels short. And we've got all of these texts and hopefully we'll see more and more as we're you know, studying in our, our own personal times, just how much the spirit is integrated into the lives of the believers, especially in the New Testament. So yeah. um, Jason, what, uh, what about you? What were some of the things that stood out to you over the course of the series that resonated with people, that uh, conversations you had, that sort of thing? Well, a lot of the same stuff. I mean, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, Wrap up yesterday was just really helpful for me just to think through all the stuff that we've kind of covered over the last month and a half or two, two and a half months or whatever it is, two months. It, it was just so good. So I was really thankful you did that, Josh. Um, and I thought trying to end with the idea of just overwhelming people with the amazing reality that God would put his spirit in us, that they're that that he would make us his temple. Like that is such a huge deal. And again, I think we've just taken this so for granted um, as believers because it's something that we've always been told. And so we just lose sight of how amazing that is. To imagine going back to uh, Moses in the, Uh, Israelites in the wilderness and telling them, hey, there's going to be a time when there's not going to be a tabernacle where actually the Spirit of God will be in you and not in a tent. Or go into first century uh, Jerusalem and just say, there's going to be a day when that temple isn't going to be necessary because God's spirit won't dwell in a building. He'll dwell in you. And just, it would have blown people's mind. They would have never imagined that that could be the case. Um, But that's the reality that we get to live in. So I hope that people walked out of there yesterday as I did, just awestruck with that reminder again of how precious a gift the Holy Spirit is that we've been given. Yeah, absolutely. It was that was an interesting part of the message uh, that I think you did a great job in the limited time that we have on Sunday mornings trying to explain just how wild of a reality it would have been for those people to live in the time that we're living in right now. Like how crazy it would have been for them to just be able to access this gift and actually be the temple of this um this gift rather than having to right have just that one guy that that one time of the year after a week of cleansing and uh, it's just, we have so much more accessibility that I don't even know if we can, I don't even know if I can fully uh, understand or comprehend. I don't think there's much in our culture like that, that we're so far removed from. Um, so it's even hard to kind of put into to words, I think, or to really feel the sense of awe, which I think is some of the problem, right? Yeah. That we were trying to um, help navigate yesterday. Uh but I thought you did a great job yeah. in that. Josh, over the course of the series, what were some of the things that, that stood out to you? Um, you I love the what he won't do. I, you know, I loved uh, just the reminder that we do attribute a lot of things in the church uh, to, um, uh, or people 
have to attribute things to the Holy Spirit. And it's like, ah, I, don't, I don't think that's the Holy Spirit. But the great reminder is that th- there is no shame and that he won't leave us. You know, we hit on that a couple of times. You know, also just personally, it forced me again just to wrestle with the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And where do I land on them? Like prophecy and speaking in tongues. I had a lady again yesterday came up and asked me if I'd ever <laughs> experienced it um, or been in a place that had. And I go, no, I haven't. I have not ever been in a place that has that I would think is genuine, but I have friends and I really believe it. And and again, I, I have to say that out loud because I have to remind myself that it is something that is given. And we had a great conversation and she's like, yeah, my husband's family, you know, that's how he grew up. He personally doesn't have it, but he had people in his church that did, right? And me and her were both having that like, yeah, that's what God chooses to give to people. Great. Yeah. But just for me having to wrestle with him, and this is in the word of God, it is something. There is obviously warnings we want to test, but I need to just stay open-handed to that there may be something God still wants to do and show me, and I don't want to close myself off um, because I may be missing out on something. I don't even know because I've not really truly experienced in that way. And so um, I think that was just a personal piece for myself. Yeah, that that one was really good as I was thinking through just your list at the beginning, just going back through like, hey, here are the yeah. things that we've talked about over the course of the last eight or nine weeks. Um, I was thinking about the miraculous gifts and uh, specifically just the, um, again, the realization that so much of them, especially speaking in tongues, represents itself in scripture in a way that is way more evangelical than we think about it today, right? Mm-hmm. Like oftentimes it's uh, the the purpose of some of these gifts and signs were to take ground for the kingdom when we see them in the book of Acts. Um, and I, I just don't know that, um, again, probably our friends on the missions field would fully understand that and that would resonate with them. But I think in the modern church in America, I don't know how often we think of these miraculous signs mm-hmm. in relation to... Uh, helping people understand who Jesus is yeah. and going out and reaching people um, rather than, again, making it more of an inward thing. Right. And this is about me and the sign that I am saved and, and that sort of thing. So I was thinking a little bit about that. And then also just going all the way back to kind of the beginning, first few weeks, um, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, we did talk about that. It was the um, right, that baptism is the normative way, right? And that was the language that we used. It's not the only way. It's not the every single time way, but um, just uh, helping people understand because we we get that question all the time, yeah. you know, about specifically about our, our uh, theology of baptism and, and what's the point and all of that stuff. So it was just a funny, oh yeah, we did talk yeah. about that. I, I felt it wasn't, and it wasn't nearly as controversial as I thought it was going to be. No, I don't <clears> think so. We had questions about it. Yeah, but, but not... Like, I don't think we, you know, we didn't run anybody away. <laughs> At least it didn't feel like it. I don't know. There may be people who are like, I'm out. I don't want to be that anymore. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, I thought, again, just present, because that was the one that the whole thing started off with. And I didn't even get to add that. You are not God. You may be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the, that's really what I remember of the whole series is us having to say that out loud. Yep. You are not God and you could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, I think that helps just everything when we're teaching. It and sets a, through. Yeah. Yeah. It sets a tone of humility just yeah. to be reminded of that. Yeah. 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 The tree was great too. The visual of the tree. I thought the redoing of the canvas, right? Like painting yeah. inside the lines was a great help for people. I feel like people are like, oh, I got to do all the things. 
Um, uh, and if I don't do one thing, then I've ruined everything. Yeah. Um, so to give people the framework to go, oh, well, what are my gifts and talents yeah. and abilities? Yeah, I'm glorifying Jesus. Great. Right. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I ended up here in this place or that place or I'm going to go do this. And so, you know, if you have, I, I had a couple dads who had older kids who were kind of in that place of life. And like, man, I want my kid to listen to this just so they can kind of release some of that anxiety that mm-hmm. they have around. Oh, what am I supposed to do with my life? Right. Like you're 18 and have to have all the answers. Yep. It seems crazy. Yeah. Like unhelpful yep. in a way. Uh, for sure it is. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I kind of knew the path I'd be on, but like I didn't know all the roads and, yeah. and trails that I'd wandered down. Then now I'm 40, um, if, you know, so, hmm. and I have a pretty decent viewpoint of like, oh yeah, just try to glorify God. Yeah. But some kids are like crippled. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. I think so, we've all experienced that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then let's maybe uh, think about, hey, if we were to add three more weeks to the series, like what are the things we missed? What, what didn't we get to cover? Um, or maybe it's just one week. Maybe it's uh, negative one weeks because we just recap rehabbed the whole thing this past Sunday. But um, did we miss anything? Um, I don't know if I have three weeks. I for sure have at least one. Um, if I if we had another week, probably one of the topics that we didn't address at all that I think um, many people would love for us to address is what does Jesus mean when he talks about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Mm. Yeah. So that's a big one. So that's, uh, it comes in Matthew chapter 12. And so it's in this, um, this moment where Jesus casts out a demon and the Pharisees come and they accuse him of being demonic, that Jesus is, Demonic, And so saying that Jesus is doing the casting out of this demon as the ruler of the demons and says he's working uh, as Beelzebub or for Beelzebub. And it's, it's actually the, the demonic who's telling the demonic to leave. And so uh, Jesus in that tells, uses this, um, says this in Matthew chapter 12, starting at verse 30. It says, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander will be forgiven, or can be forgiven. Can be, not will be. Can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. So Jesus then goes on to say, hey, you can, you can sin against me, and you'll be fine. I can forgive that. But any sin against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or the age to come. In other words, that is an eternal, eternal sin. So if we had another week, we would probably dive into that a little bit. So um, I think just a quick kind of synopsis of this text, the work of the Holy Spirit, as we've talked about, is to glorify Jesus and to get everybody. What is his work in the life of the unbeliever? We talked about that. In the life of the unbeliever, it is to convict of sin 
and uh, to get people to turn to Jesus. So the unforgivable sin or the eternal sin, the one that will not be forgiven, is this continual hard-heartedness to the revelation of who Jesus is. That is the unforgivable sin. It is not a slip of the tongue that you say something and then you're, you've crossed the line and you can't come back from. That's not the unforgivable sin. There's a lot of people who worry that they've committed the unforgivable sin. And typically I will tell people, if you think you have or you're worried you have, you probably haven't. So the unforgivable sin is this constant rejection of the revelation of who Jesus is by the Holy Spirit. So through the Holy Spirit, Jesus cast out this demon to reveal his power, and the Pharisees rejected that and applied that good work of Jesus to the demonic. And it was their continued rejection of the revelation of who Jesus was by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's trying to magnify Jesus in this moment, and the Pharisees are rejecting it and applying what's happening to the demonic. And it was that continued rejection of who Jesus is that was and is the unforgivable sin. You continue down the road of rejecting Jesus. That is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And ultimately, that is what is unforgivable. That's damnable for eternity. That's really good. I think there is for sure a lot of anxiety around this idea of like, oh, there's this one sin and have I actually committed it? As if it's, right, um, uh, like lying, right? Oh, I lied that one time and now I'm out. I'm out. So uh, that, that is helpful to put it in the context of more of a constant state of mind or behavior that rejects Jesus inherently, right? Can I share one piece of good news in this text and that almost never gets told? I, I think there's so much hope in this verse. So let me go back to verse 31. Jesus says, and so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven. Every kind mm. of sin and slander can be forgiven. Like that, again, that should just blow our minds. The fact that that it it's not murder that doesn't keep you out or adultery or like every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven. The only thing that can't is if you are constantly rejecting Jesus, a hard heartedness toward the person and work of Jesus as revealed by the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit's convicting and prodding and you're pushing against, that can't be forgiven. But every kind, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven by Jesus. Yeah, that's really good. Did we talk about quenching the Spirit? Not a lot. Not a lot. I mean, it kind of came up. I mean, that was a big thing we talked about in the like the as we planned that came up but i don't ever remember really like deep diving into that text yeah that was the second one i was thinking about yeah Yeah, Yeah. i did have some really good conversations uh what was that week two maybe um that we talked about that i had a really great conversations uh with a couple of people afterwards about like hey i think i've been doing that yeah like how do i stop doing that Uh, so it's interesting yeah it's a lot of the flip side of how do we walk by the Spirit? Right. So that's the stuff when we talked about, this is what it means to walk by the Spirit, to live by the Spirit, to keep in step with the Spirit. The flip side of all of those things is the quenching of the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I thought of um, the Galatians. So Galatians has a text in there where Paul's talking to the church of Galatia and he, 
he, he's like, who has bewitched you? Like, who has fooled you? And it's really in the context of the gospel. And he's like, you received the spirit by what? By doing the law or by believing what you heard. And now you're choosing to like continue on in your flesh, right? And it was some of uh, what we were talking about yesterday. I just didn't have time to get it in there. But like Paul's whole thing to this church is like, you keep working out of the flesh, but that's not how you got the spirit in the first place. You believed and were given the spirit. And he has a line in the end of at the end of it's like the that you get the promise of the spirit, like by believing it's Galatians three, mm. right? It's just this whole thing. They're talking to this entire church who do, who is the reason why is I I, th- I think of it is because this is our culture, right? So many of us we believe the gospel, we believe the gospel to save us, we believe the gospel, we need Jesus, and then we then go, okay, Jesus. I'll see you when we get to the end. Save me. I'm going to do everything else through my own strength, right? And so just another example of Paul looking at this church going, what are you doing? Like, that's like who's fooled you to think that you still need to, for them, it was specifically the works of the law. Um, but uh, so Paul's like, no, no, you, you didn't get the spirit because of the works of the law. It couldn't, the law couldn't give you the spirit, right? So just a, another reminder, again, for me, for for church folks to be like, hey, like, God gave us this spirit and there's a real specific reason and how we get it and by believing and accepting and then all those things like are super important. So yeah. um, I love that text in Galatians. That's really good. Um, what else? What else around this series and uh, what we were able to see and, and realize through it? You know, I guess the last thing that I would say kind of put a bow on this is, again, the goal of this series is not that we know information about the Holy Spirit. And so we can get to the place where now we know more verses and we have more truths, but the Spirit is not just information to be obtained. It is the Holy Spirit is a person that we are to experience, that we are to lean into and to listen to and to follow and to obey. And so I just hope that for our people, for all of you who are listening, that that there are new paradigms as you think about the Holy Spirit and what does it look like to follow the leading of the Spirit and to walk by the Spirit? Are you taking time to listen for the Spirit, to obey when the Spirit is speaking? Again, I just want to make sure that we're that that we're we're experiencing hmm. the paraclete, the one who's been given to us to come alongside of us and recognize um, that that he is more than just information, truth on a page. Um, we we got to put this into practice. And I think a big piece of that, right, we talked about over the last couple of weeks, is that like my my great hope for this series is that maybe we would start to put ourselves into positions that would cause us to more deeply need the power of the spirit in our lives. Right. That was one of the big themes from, uh, from last week Mm -hmm. that I think is really powerful. So Josh, any final words on the series? I I enjoyed it. I'm glad we did it. I know Jason, uh, it was something that, (laughs) yeah, it's funny. It was October of 21 when I came and hung out with you guys for the first time. And it was a conversation then, and it was going to be in the 22 Mm -hmm. series and it got pushed back, and then it was going to be another time. It was like, ah, well, we can't do it then. And then it was like, it wasn't even on the docket yeah. for this. We were it's been in the hopper for a long for a time. long time. And yeah. again, I think it, again, because we know it's that it, it could have been really uh, divisive. But I, 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 it's crazy. It actually, 
feels like it brought a lot of unity um, to our church and just some common language and understanding. And people I th- were like, oh, man, yes. Like, I think we validated people's experiences that were bad, mm-hmm. but also gave hope to those who do have some of these gifts um, yeah. and are much more inclined to be led by the Spirit, right? Yeah, more mm-hmm. charismatic. I think both groups sitting in the room, I hope, because they saw the Word of God, were like, oh, yeah, okay. It's it's not all fake, and it's not all, re- and I need to be wise and have yeah. wisdom. And so I'm glad that we finally, <laughs> finally took the jump and yeah. and did it. So um, yeah, absolutely, yeah, cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll look forward to the next few weeks and the the real songs of Christmas, the ones that are actually in the Bible. Can't wait to dig through those ones. Yeah, and... You're gonna make shots of other songs. <laughs> yes, you are. His face, if you could see his face, gosh, <laughs> it's that like. He's now just going to do it because. Probably. Yeah. That's good. All right. Love it. Thanks, guys. (laughs) We'll uh, chat again next week.